pretty pumped to uh, have you here and our first session of the 100Ks Mastermind. Who's pumped about making an extra 100K this year? Give us a yes. Awesome. <laughs> who's that? Who's MLSEIs? What's, hold on, man. Hey, man, how's it going? It's Mike. Good, Greg. Michael's my name. Oh, hey, Michael. <laughs> Code. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? Uh, what are you excited about? What will you do with the extra hundred k, man? If you if you get it, uh, buy a buggy. Buy a buggy. Drive yeah. buggy. Nice. <laughs> cool. I might just go around and we'll just ask a few people what you'll do with the extra money that you're going to make, just to get to know each other. So you go out June in the dunes, man, with that. Yeah, off roading. Yeah. It's just got back three days ago, so. Oh, sweet. That'd be awesome. <laughs> cool. All right, man, I'm going to jump across to someone else. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Good night. Yep, I'm muted now, all good. How you doing, man? Yeah. Happy New Year. Thank you. What will you do with the extra 100K if you make it this year? Uh, Probably finish off some renovations just around the house. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, just bought an old Pal Bungalow house here. So we're renovating that and chipping into that. Yeah. Cool. Good on you, man. All right. Looking forward to it. Not as exciting as a tune buggy. <laughs> <laughs> it's still exciting, man. Whatever it is. <laughs> and then I'll just do Damien as well. Hey, Damien. Hey, again. What will you do? Hey, Greg. <laughs> Uh, my wife's in the other room, but um, <laughs> um, not too sure, mate. Probably just uh, looking to buy a house for ourselves, so we're just trying to save some more money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put it towards the, my son's uh, education, I guess, in the future. <laughs> That's yeah. about it, really, and probably invest some more money in the business as well. Yeah. Yeah, keep something in the business so you don't, uh, just in case next year's not so good. <laughs> Cool. Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't try not to think like that, mate, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, never know. But hey, this is what this is all about. We're all setting up all of the safeguards this year so that it prevents any of those big mistakes that people make, which is a big costing mistakes, which sort of hit you a year later. Um, so I'm pretty pumped to yeah. be doing that with you guys. All right, so what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do, guys, is I'm gonna just jump into a bit of a session with you now. And then after this session, we're going to split off into our accountability partners. Now, for, for, for those of you that are new, welcome aboard. Um, what we do at the end of this session, so we do an hour of coaching with me, I'll try and include you guys in as much as possible. And then at the end of it, you've got 30 minutes where you pair off with someone else from the academy. So don't drop out at that point because that's your opportunity to team up with another person for the next fortnight and you guys hold each other accountable to your goals. So if your goal is to make sure you do what we've done in this session and also something else, you say it to the person that's your accountability buddy, you get in contact with them, you get their phone number, and then just shoot each other a message throughout the week and go, hey, have you ever dealt with this sort of shit or whatever it is, you know, you're all there for each other. And as this goes on throughout the year, you're gonna have more and more connections in the academy and hopefully get to speak to more and more contractors in the position that you're in. Um, and you can either mentor or be mentored by someone depending on what level they are in business. So 
Really pumped to have you here if you're new. And thanks again for coming back for those who have been here every time. Um, looking forward to this session, which is pretty much all about setting our goals for the year. And one of them being the 100, earning an extra 100K net profit. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. I feel like, how the fuck are you going to do that? I don't know how I'm going to do that. I, I'm here to tell you that it's possible and achievable as well. It's not something that's just like thrown out in the air. I think it's with the right systems in place, with the right attitude and with the right amount of effort, you're going to be able to achieve that. Now, in terms of the systems in place, that's where this comes in. I'm going to be teaching you every single fortnight a new system, a new process that you can use and implement. It's going to be a really front heavy as well. So a lot of the stuff that we do that you're going to learn is in the first three to six months. And then the second half of the year is calibrating that, whether you're scaling, put an extra staff member on, whatever it is, we, you know, everyone's different. You're going to have to figure out what's best for you and your business. Um, so the, the, the big thing though is setting goals that do feel a little bit out of your comfort zone because if you're setting goals that are too achievable, you sort of just don't put in the effort because you know you're going to achieve it anyway. Um, I've had a couple of examples of this throughout my life. Like one of them was in high school actually. I was lucky enough to learn this lesson early when I set my goal to beat someone in my school and it was my goal was dependent on this other person. And he, in year eight, he was like, fucking the most amazing swimmer uh, on earth. <laughs> so fast, he was swimming a 25 second 50 in year eight. And um, my goal was to beat him by year 12. So I trained really hard and throughout my five years of training at school, but in year 10, he sort of got on the drugs and stopped training and stuff. And um, so his performance declined. So even though my goal is to beat him, his performance declined. And by the end of year 12, he beat me by 0.3 of a second in the 50 in it. And I was, you know, um, probably embarrassed because I had to pay him some money because I bet him that I was going to beat him. But my lesson came after that when I set my goal to get into the Olympics and get a gold medal at the Olympics and trained on a whole nother level. Like now became this goal, which is just like phenomenal. And instantly I went from, you know, within a couple of months, my training changed, my diet changed, everything changed and I had to calibrate everything to make sure I could achieve that goal. And I was already swimming better than him within three months like way better than him and everything had changed for me and I continued to swim well. I didn't get a gold medal, but I swam at a national level and, and did really well. My, my point to this story is if you don't set your goal high enough, you don't put the pressure on yourself and put the systems in place and the attitude and the life choices that need to be made to achieve that goal because it's too achievable anyway. And I hope that makes sense to everyone. Um, another example for me was, um, but there's a word of warning to this as well. If you set the too high, like unbelievably high, like I did as well, um, I actually burnt myself out trying to achieve it. So you just got to find that thing that's out of your comfort zone. So you're going to have to make lifestyle changes. You're going to have to make those changes necessary. You're going to have to get strict on your pricing. You're going to have to change a lot of stuff. Um, but not too achievable that like, oh, I was going to achieve that anyway.
And you're just not going to grow if you don't set a bit of extra stress on yourself. So I hope that makes sense. Can anyone else relate to that? Can you share a story around, you know, setting goals for yourself, not big enough and you didn't put things in place? Just put your hand up if you can share a story. If not, that's cool. We're just going to carry on. If, you, if your video is not on, guys, chuck your video on so we can see your faces. All good. Um, but it all makes sense, guys. Does that make sense? And like, oh shit, yeah, I need to set my goals a little bit higher. Can anyone relate to that? Hands up. I need to set my whole scot higher this year. Is anyone the goal out of out of like fuck? That's a lot of money. How I'm going to do it right now? Hands up. Just trying to get a sense. You guys are just going to achieve it anyway with my internet stuff. <laughs> I'm going back to Damien because that's the only one I can see moving. Is the internet all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, 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 okay. sweet. I'm going to jump over to someone else because some people on my thing are frozen. Andrew, are you there, man? Andrew Sly. Yeah, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. It, it must be yeah, something. Yeah, Is it all good? It's not freezing too much? No, I can hear you perfectly, mate. All good. Cool. All right. So it looks like on my end, on the gallery view, everyone else's faces are frozen. So can't see anyone putting their hands up. That's cool. Maybe we're all just stunned. <laughs> Maybe. How do you feel about the 100K challenge, man? Oh, mate, I'm pumped. But yeah, I, like you said, I feel like it might be a little bit out of reach being a one-man show. And I'm sort of, you know, I do want to scale, but I think the next 12 months it's still going to be at least six of those months. It's just going to be me, myself and I. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, setting the goal pretty high, but yeah. I yeah. like a challenge. So yeah. yeah. And I like the sound of making an extra hundred grand. So yeah, cool. Oh, awesome. ripper. Thanks man. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's awesome. Thanks Andrew for sharing that. And like, even though, Man, it'll be awesome to earn a hundred grand. How would it feel to earn even fifty grand extra? Like it would still be good, right? So the point is, if we set our goals at hundred, we want to. It's it's going to be a shitload more than if you just set yourself. I want to make you know an extra twenty grand this year, and then you come in at ten, you feel you feel spewing, spewing, you know. So um, so we want to set it high enough that it changes our behaviour, our attitude, and forces us to put the right systems in place to make this happen. So, um, just making sure I'm not locked on Andrew's screen again. Like this Zoom loves Andrew for fine. Just <laughs> How do I even get it back? All right, hold on a second. All right, here we go. Cool. Okay, so, First thing is, if you make an additional 100 grand this year, I would love to see you, and it is stuck on Andrew. Hold on a second. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so yeah, it's great that we're gonna be earning a lot more money, guys, in our business, but it also we wanna be holding a little bit of it in our business we're going to be, you know, making all of this extra money. It's hard to, it's hard to, um, 
it's hard to run a business consistently every year. It's just the truth of it. In business, you're going to have business cycles um, year on year. It's going to be a good year and then not such a good year. You may even have three, four years of growth and good years and then something's going to hit where it's going to become a hard year. So you still need to make sure you've got yourself covered there and that you're fulfilling all of your tax liabilities and all the boring shit, yeah? But you have to make sure you're doing that because if you're not putting money aside and have separate bank accounts for these accounts, then you get to the BAS period or you get to your tax time and you're just like, where the hell am I going to earn that money from? So you go into this forced, reactive, like, fuck, I'm going to have to work hard, I'm going to have to work longer. It's really stressful. Been there multiple times. So it's really important that you're putting money aside when it comes to that. Um, I'd like to just join someone in when talking about this, actually. Um, would. I'm just going to find someone in here. <clears throat> this thing is too many people. It's like loading crazy at the moment. <laughs> That's all good. I'll go back to you, Michael. Michael, how's it going, man, again? Good. Good. So how, in terms of like putting money aside, we're going to get this June buggy, right? So yep. we want to almost start saving for the June buggy, but also putting away our tax liabilities as well and stuff like that. Do you have currently separate accounts? Your, do you have a main bank account, then a GSD account, payroll tax? Do you have staff? We've got, so we've just got one extra account where we push the money for um, super and tax into at the moment. So we're, we're going to expand it. Awesome. That's perfect. So that's what, you want to, that's what you want to be doing and having that money put into a separate account. I know a lot of people don't have that. So make sure you're setting that up, guys, if you don't. Because the reason being, if you don't have those accounts, you're going to get tax time and may not be able to afford to pay it. And then you have to go on payment plans, which is also a good strategy for cash flow. Setting up a payment plan with the tax office, you can pay that over three months. You don't have to pay it in full every quarter if you're currently doing that. And that can help you with your cash flow. Just get your accountant to set it up as, I'll pay it over the next three months. And you can do that every month if you want. And that helps you know, spread out the big money outgoings when it comes to tax. But if you do have that account on the side, then you're going to be sweet, making sure that you can pay it every time. You also have that savings, like an emergency account, just in case you need to pay something else um, out of the blue. So, but yeah, well done, Michael. It's good to hear you've got something like that set up, man. Thank you. All right, so, um, so yes. With this extra money that you're going to be getting, there's a couple of things that you can be looking at as well as getting these extra things for yourself. It's putting on extra staff. So say if you go from making you know, 3,000 net profit if you're a sole trader up to 10 to 13,000 net profit a month, that's going to equal, if you can consistently do that over 12 months, on average, that's going to be an extra 120,000. You know, that's, that's you're, you're sort of in a position now where you're like, well, we could put on a tradesman at a cost of about seven, eight thousand dollars a month. 
that gives us an extra 100% capacity on the amount of work that we can do. And when that's when you start to scale your business if you want to. Alternatively, if you are a sole trader and you're happy being a sole trader and you want to stay a sole trader, you just keep working away at it and putting that money away. You put that into a separate account, you know that's you've covered all of your bases and you might want to have a third account, which is your potential bonus for getting this reward at the end of the year. So if you do it weekly and you're putting money away weekly, you just see that slowly trickling up and it's also there if there's emergencies as well. So if you haven't got those separate bank accounts, it's a great way even personally to break down all of your accounts like that. Um, those of you that have a home loan, you might want to consider, this is just on a personal level for this year with the extra money, um, putting, putting your home loan under an offset account, having offset accounts. The one that I've got, I've got seven offset accounts off of our home loan. And what that does is if you've got a $500,000 home loan and you've got $100,000 in the offset account, you only pay the interest on $400,000 of that loan, right? If that makes sense. So of that, I've got them split up into multiple accounts. You've got, uh, I've got my daily expenses account. We've got a dream home account, which is all where all of our money goes into. And then it's distributed into these other accounts, which is a renovation account, an emergency account, a um, daily expenses account, and a splurge account, which is where you can spend whatever you want on anything you want. So we've budgeted that all out. You can use the same principle within your business as well. So hopefully that tip helps. But the next thing that we're going to get into now is setting your goals and how to make this sort of come naturally for you. Now what we want to do is almost future set ourselves so that we're already envisioning what it would be like to have our goal achieved. Now, whether it's the 100K uh, challenge is your number one goal this year, or if it's something else that you want to achieve, I highly recommend what you do this weekend or whenever you get some time Say if we did it today, we, we date a journal entry on paper, like a pattern pen, and we want to be going through and writing a journal entry on the 9th of January 2020, and you're talking about your year and what you've done and how you achieved what you achieved. And what you do is you put yourself in a position where you actually have achieved what you've achieved, and it gets you fucking excited because you're like, yes, I've got it, because you're visualizing yourself in the future with that goal achieved. Now this visualization technique works so well that um, you know it's, it's really powerful that you can do it once and then things just start to happen without you spending too much energy like revisiting your goals that you've set yourself, okay? So like I said, we've got three things. We need to have the effort the, um, and the processes to make sure we've, we're going to achieve it, and the attitude. So the attitude and the effort is going to come from you feeling what it feels like to have achieved that thing that you want, and knowing your why, like why do you want to achieve that thing? What's that going to give you as a result? And what's the emotional drive for you to achieve that down in the one year from now? So if you can attach, rather than it being money, which has no real emotion, if you can attach a real tangible emotional thing to your goal, that's when you're going to push yourself to a new level 
and you're going to change things like your diet, you're going to change things like your attitude, you're going to change things you know, that you've never changed before because that's what you have to do to achieve your goals. So this is a, I call it the reverse journal entry. So one year from now, give yourself an hour, just go and sit somewhere where you love to just sit and chill or if you want to go to the beach or if you want to sit under a tree at the park, whatever it is, go and put some nice music in your ears and start journaling and not, not drum and bass, I'm talking like calm music that you can think. And um, you want to be writing as if you've achieved the goal and even be really specific about some things. I remember when I did a, I did a five-year one and I said I was going to marry my uh, girlfriend at the time, my wife now, uh, when I turn 25 and I'll have our first kid when we're 27. That's where I wrote my, this five-year reverse journal. I forgot I wrote that and I found it when I was 28. Reread it and no shit, I had got married uh, when I was 25 in one week and I had our first baby at 27 in 10 days. I just, wait, hey, I know, it's freaky, right? I freaked out too when I read it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's something to it, I don't know what it is, but visualizing your future and then actually being that specific about shit just seems to have a, a pretty profound effect on things. So what we're going to be doing today is running through some of the things that we're going to go through over the next 6 to 12 months and how you can bring this into your business and really maximise the likelihood of you achieving 100K. Now 100K is, you know, I think that's achievable for a sole trader. I think you can go hundreds of thousands more if you've got extra staff on the, on the, on the books. Like you can level this shit up, hey, like it's scalable. So if you are, um, you know, if sole trader, this is this 100K challenge is for you. If you've got multiple staff, I want to be seeing you get more than that. So don't come in too, too low. Add an extra 50K per staff member on your goal. I want to see you pushing it to the limits. Let's get some good growth this year. Okay. So um, when we're future setting, yeah, be really specific. Make sure you go back and even go through each month what you're going to do to achieve that. So some of the things that we're going to have to talk about in this session and things that you need to start thinking about now is um, getting super organised. Now, if you haven't gone and seen that Asana course in the academy, make sure you go and watch that course and start implementing Asana. Asana, when you use it well, will help you feel really in control. And the more in control you are, the more you have the energy to be able to push yourself and go more. If you're feeling like, oh, I've got so much to do all the time, I've got no time, 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 time. Time is a big issue for so many people and it's a lot of the time, you don't have to do the amount of work that you actually think you have to do. It's not until you put it down into a sauna or even very basically writing it all down on a piece of paper assigning amount of time next to it and you look at it and you think you've got fucking world's worth of stuff to do, but in reality, there's only like one or two days worth of work there. Or it might be even less. I worked with a coaching client this morning. He goes, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. Um, and I said, man, let's just get it down. We'll put it, got him to brain dump last night. We got everything that he had on his mind and he felt like he would never get through it. 
we went through it and we put it into important and urgent and important and not urgent and we dumped them into those two sections. The, the things that you need to worry about with that level of intensity is important and urgent and they need to be done right away. So we got his list, which was like, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to do it because we just had Christmas and all these other things are happening and we've got this work and whatever. We actually got everything he had to do, which was important and urgent, down to three and a half hours. And I go, now is that achievable? He goes, fucking oath it is. I was like, good, now go and do it. And so he's off doing that now. So the, the point being, you may feel really overwhelmed in that you don't have enough time, but I really want to commend you that you're here because I, I realize this is time and if you're feeling like that and the people that were like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to be here and all that sort of stuff, this hopefully will be a big investment for you which will create more time moving forward throughout this year, especially with something as simple as that. So the other thing is with this 100,000, it doesn't have to be dollars. It can be directly converted into extra time for yourself. So say if you're paying yourself $100,000 at the moment, then you can take this 100000 that you're going to make and split it into 50 and take 50 and work half the time as well. Obviously, you're going to have to work the full amount, but you know what I mean. Like You don't have to work as much to be able to achieve the goals that you're going to do, especially with some of the strategies that I'm going to teach you. Once you set them up, they keep working without you. Like you don't need to be always putting in the effort all the time. Sure, some of them like the shopping this pricing system are gonna take time at the start, but I do wanna re-emphasize the importance of getting that set up because if you haven't set that up yet, you're missing out on a huge amount of opportunity and the ability to put your hourly rate right up. For those of you that missed the Christmas video, which we did, we really encourage people to put your hourly rate up to $120 an hour at least. And the reason for this is in the shopping list pricing system, all of the hourly rates are built into your bills. And now that's gonna cover you and be able to push you from barely making a profit to being really profitable. And we'll, go, we'll do a whole session on this again, but the, the point being, if you're not charging enough, and you're only making a little bit of profit on, on top of all of your expenses that you're paying. You may have heard those, those examples of people who make you know, $10 million a year in revenue. Does that sound exciting? Like $10 million, fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. But they made, you know, after all of that, they made $20,000 net profit. So they had this risk of $10 million and, you know, and like, 20 staff and all of these people that they're trying to pay and all the stress that comes with it to make $20,000 at the end of the year. No thanks, I prefer to be a sole trader and make 100 grand, you know what I mean? So what we wanna make sure we do is set up these systems so that you're freeing yourself from all of these responsibilities or these things that you feel like without this happening, I'm not gonna be able to achieve um, my goals, which you can. You just got to know what to do and when. And being organized, coming back to the point, being organized is so important because otherwise you're going to let that fluster paralyze you and you're not going to take the actions necessary to move forward. You're just going to always feel like, oh, you've got so much to do. Okay? 
Sorry if you're offended because I swear so much. That's just who I am. Um, so yeah. All right, and I sing a lot too, in case you haven't seen my parodies. Got more coming, by the way. Um, man, I wish I could see your faces. They're all frozen. I better check in with someone. Timothy. Timothy. Hang on. Am I alive in this? You're alive. How are you? You're joking. I haven't even been listening for the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just got back to the workshop and I've got you on loudspeaker in the background listening only halfly, talking to the yeah. boys about a job that's just been a bit of a nightmare. What am yeah. I answering? What do we got? Give us a There's no, rundown. The, the, the big thing I was just talking about, I was just checking that the internet was actually working because everything's frozen. Oh. It's really weird. <laughs> Classic. I'm like cracking some sick jokes and everyone's like this. Well, that's this. probably, it's just, mate, you're a dad. That's just <laughs> how it is. I cop it all the time. I crack shit jokes all the time and no one laughs. Look at you now, you're a mullet. Yeah. Man, I was going to ask you about being organised. So I've worked with you uh, on being organised and using a signer to be organised. Can you just tell a little bit of a personal testimonial around before and after? Um, you know, letting everything push you around and being reactive to now being in control of your day? Yeah, it's been really actually been quite a turnaround, to be honest. Um, like, I'm still working on it. Like, nothing's perfect. Um, but, like, from where we sort of first started, everything was, yeah, like you said, it was very reactive. Like, it was all written down on paper. It was, you know, you couldn't find half the notes. I'd go home, you'd have you know, two, three, four days, two weeks worth of, you know, jobs in, in your head. Um, so trying to sleep at night was pretty, pretty tough because you're, you're sort of, you know, working on trying to remember so much stuff and then you're not at home with your kids and things like that. So then now, like I use a son or I go, you know, I think of a task that like, oh, shit, I've got to quote Anna. So I'll go and just dump it straight onto it put it on tomorrow's and it just comes up as like, I just, that's just where I go now. Like, you know, if, I, if I've got a couple of things on my mind, I just dump it in there. And then that way, like, I don't have to think about it. Um, yeah. You know, look at like even goals, like, yeah, you know, look, I, I haven't set to like I haven't set my goals this year. It's something that we're going to work on a little bit later. Um, but like, I'll dump my goals into that as well. And they'll just be sitting there and, yeah. You don't have to tick them off or anything, but at least they're not sitting on your brain, but you're seeing them. So it's sort of, it's been really good. And now that I'm organised, I'm not working till 10 p.m. Yeah. You know, I'm not working from six in the morning till 10 p.m. I've got my family time back and I know exactly what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And, and like, and, and I stick to those times. And if it doesn't get done, it's, it just moves to a, either a later time slot when I know is available and I'll put it and group it all together. So if I'm doing phone calls, it'll all be first thing in the morning before people go to work. Then I'll do my, you know, then I'll do my quotes and then I'll do my invoices because I know people will be sitting in front of their computer. They're going to get the email. They know, like you, you just know those sorts of times. So then if I need to follow up those invoices, first thing in the morning, they are going to actually answer their phone. So, or, you know, they'll have seen that you called. So they'll remember, oh, shit, I've got to do it. Yeah. Um, so being organised in that respect allows me to have, like, 
all my time basically mapped for the week. I know where I'm going to be. I know what I'm going to be doing and what times I'm going to be doing it. So then I can fit in, you know, the times that I actually need to get stuff done personally. And that's been like a, a masterclass. So I now do like, you know, swimming with my daughter at, you know, at eight, eight, between 8.30 and, and 11 on Wednesdays. It's basically booked out to her. Yeah. So it means that I get, get my time back. So Man. it's been really good. Perfect. That's probably the, the best testimonial I've got. Yeah, thanks for sharing, man. That's really good. Thanks so much. Now, um, so guys, you heard Tim's uh, experience with it. Now, I just want to jump jump back into talking about Asana again because what we're going to do with our goals, once we've done this reverse engineering, like reverse, sorry, journal entry, and we've gone, all right, cool, I've come up with what my next year looks like and the power of it is that you're actually sitting there thinking about it back in time, right? So now you go, okay, well, what do I have to achieve and when to achieve this goal? Now, it might be putting on, you know, five new business clients or it might be setting up your AdWords account or it might be doing a parody on Facebook, whatever it is, it's got, to, it's got to be something that you can put into a sauna and then that's going to sit there. Now, also with your asana versus a piece of paper, what you can do when you're talking to your clients and following up and invoicing and stuff, which gets me to my next point. Uh, actually, I'm coming to that in a sec, so I'll come back. Point number two is making sure that you've got your shopping list pricing system set up and working, which we've already talked about. If you haven't done the courses in the academy, make sure you go and do them. Now back to a couple of the basic motivational points I always come back to. If you haven't set them up yet because you think you've got to sit down and always put in the time and I've got to spend time doing a shopping list pricing system, that's not how it works. What you need to do is just start by doing each item as it comes up out in the field. So if you go to job number one and you haven't and you've put in a PowerPoint and a light switch, then a one going light switch, then you create the, the shopping list item for the PowerPoint and then you put in the item for the, the light switch. And then job number two comes up and it's put in a PowerPoint and a ceiling fan. Now you've already got the PowerPoint in your system now. So it's just like PowerPoint one. And then you create one for your ceiling fan. You know what I mean? So you just do one thing at a time as you need it. Now, hopefully you're using a job management system of some sort. Uh, with Simpro, it's really easy because you can download your catalog from the wholesaler. You can add all of the items to the bill and then you can put your time in and it builds the bill. It's really easy to do. With Simpro, uh, ServiceMate, some of my clients use ServiceMate. You just need to put, make sure when you build those in your items that you're putting in your part number, how much time you've allowed for. So you might, in the part number, you want to put like um, SI GPO, which is spine install GPO, then the amount of time and a T, and then the dollar amount of materials and an M. And that's going to, that's your part number so that you know how much time you've allowed for and how much materials you've allowed for. When it comes to invoicing and you've got your list of different items that you've charged for, you just go through and you add up all of those times and you cross it off with your actual times. Now you always, 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 
always, always, always, always make sure that you are checking that your time that you build for is more than your actual time on site, including call out, which is the travel between jobs. That makes sense to everyone? Hands up. Cool. All right. So the reason being is if you go along and just start dishing out these invoices and not checking the time, you could have some bills that are just not right. You've got staff out there. You might put 60 minutes on it, but every single staff member that takes 75 minutes to do it. And you're just dishing them off and you're never even checking between the two. So you need to be micro changing these things every time you do an invoice. And if you're coming in, you know, 50% under, that's great. And if, if you're selling it for that, it's awesome. Keep it at where it's at. Most of my bills, I can, I feel I can do in half the time I've allowed for. So in Perth, where we've got double brick walls, I can put in a double um, a standard GPO in 30 minutes, and our build allows for 60 minutes. And the reason for that is if we hire a staff member, they're not going to be able to do it with every single, like I know where to drill, I know how to drill, I know how to snake, I know how to, how to get to manhole quickly, how to get up. Like whatever it is, I do it really efficiently. But I don't expect someone I hire to be able to do the same. So if I can get the person that I hire to be able to still make profit for us at 60 minutes to do something I can do in 30, the game then becomes how do we train this person to do it in 30 as well? And if you're charging 120 bucks an hour and someone can do, you've allowed for 60 in billable and they can do it in half an, half an hour, that's a $240 an hour for that part that they've just done. So that's the effect of being able to do that. So another reason why you should get your shop on this pricing system set up. It also helps your staff be able to price really accurately without them making any mistakes. But you do need to make sure you're taking the time to make sure they're right. And that's why getting a job management system that actually you can add in materials correctly and, and tweak little things. Like say if I haven't allowed for enough cable, I can just change the figure from 10 meters of cable allowed for to 15 meters of cable and that fixes the problem forever, right? So that's the power of Simpro. Service mode, I think you have to calculate it out of the, out of the box and then put it in. So I don't know, use what you think is gonna work for you, but uh, I use Simpro and it works really well. So the other thing we need to work on then, guys, is with your organization, you need to make sure that you're following up your quotes that you do and you're quoting and invoicing every day. So quoting and invoicing every day and following up quotes every day. And you're like, how the fuck am I gonna do that? Well, you start your day by doing that before you go and do your first job. So if you're currently booking in your first job and you're a sole trader at 7.30 and you're not getting any work done before you go and do that, you might wanna think about booking in your job at 8.30 instead and just spend an hour making sure everything's up to date. <clears throat> Because the power of doing that is you're making sure that the workflow is constantly there. Because people that don't follow up their quotes and do quotes, you're affecting your workflow. And what I mean by that is if you ever feel like, oh, we're so busy, I've got to get out, got to get out, I'm working 12 hour days, so busy, so busy. And then like three weeks later, you're like, oh, where the fuck's all the work? Where is it? Where's all the work? 
Yeah, and then and so you're like, fuck, got a quote, got a quote, got a quote, got a follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Whoa, we're so busy again, fuck, 12 hour days, 12 hour days. It's a cycle, eh? And the reason is you haven't consistently quoted and followed up quotes every day. So even if you're just doing one quote and one follow up every day, that's better than waiting, you know, two weeks to do 10 quotes and follow ups. Because a lot of people just don't don't do it. So make that time in the morning because the morning's the best um, to do quotes and then your follow-ups while you're driving. And what's hard is if you've got it on a piece of paper in your office or a piece of paper in your uh, shoe, then it's hard to make sure that you can call the right people at the right time. But Asana makes sure it shows you what date you should call them because the last time you called them, you set the due date to call them tomorrow. Or you set, they say, oh, we'll be ready in about a week. So you set the due date for a week. Oh, we're probably not gonna do it until next month, which is 20 days away. Okay, no worries, I'll give you a call back then. You set the due date to 20 days. And then when it comes to your days, your tasks that you need to do today, they're all there. So literally you go on, boom. Hey, I'm just following a quote, you wanna go ahead, boom. Yep, sweet, book it in, next one. Click button, bang, you call on the next one. So that's what I mean about being organized and minimizing these like freak out fluctuations um, in your day. But we're gonna dive into all of these points I'm just skimming over now in detail and how to set them up and all that in the sessions to come, guys. We've got 15 minutes more. I'm just gonna keep going about what we're gonna be working on in the next six months. So after that, what we're gonna be doing is working out how to source quality leads and clients that want to pay you the top dollar. Not the ones that are like, oh, but my brother said, or I know someone else that's gonna do it for $20. Like, you don't want those people as clients. You just want people that are like, hey, we're looking for an electrician to come out and put in a PowerPoint. And you're like, yeah, no worries. And they just book you in. And when you get there, you say, hey, you realize you got no RCDs on you. You got no electrocution protection on your, on your, air conditioner, aircon, and you've got a specialist panel, we should get a switchboard upgrade done. And they're like, sweet, let's get it done. They're the clients you want, and they're around, you just gotta know how to find them. So we're gonna be talking about that as we're moving forward, guys. Um, and then also, we're gonna be building like a maximization workflow into your, into your jobs. So how do you make sure when you get to site, we're not just going in and replacing the PowerPoint or replacing the workload or replacing the IP56 PowerPoint and walking out of there with one thing. We want to be making sure we go in and everything is covered and that you maximize the total value that this customer is willing to pay you and for you and your service for being a great, great person. You know? um, and finally, the, the sixth point, which is, um, you know, there's six points and these things that are really gonna make a big difference for you uh, is making sure if you've got staff, creating an incentivization program and coming back again to your shopping list pricing system. If you can set up your shopping list pricing system and then build in a bonus to every single one of those items, your staff, when they get to site, they know they can make money on everything that they sell extra then they go wild. Like our guys are making between $1,000 and $2,000 a month extra. And we're getting 
tens of thousands of dollars extra work a year, um, a month from each staff member as a result of having this system set up correctly. But I know you don't all have staff and that's cool, but if you, even if you're putting on your first tradesman, if you have something set up like this, and with this extra money you're making, hopefully you can think about this, because when we get into how to source these quality clients and lots of them, that's when you're gonna be like, fuck, I'm gonna handle all this stuff. Now there's a couple of things you can do there. You either put your money, your, sorry, you put your money in your pocket. No, you either put your money, your charge, what you charge up, so your hourly rate up, and that's a way to manage like workflow as well. If, but we don't want to be putting it too low. You gotta know your costs. So we're gonna be running through, we've got multiple coaches coming in as well this year. We've got uh, some another contractor from Troy Smith from Electric Results who's gonna be talking about all finance if you've seen his reverse engineering PL stuff. He's gonna be working through that with you guys. And then um, we've got a major from the army as well. He's gonna be talking about working within teams, leadership, discipline, and um, how to have a military attitude towards what you're doing. And also uh, my operations manager, Kirk Neal, is gonna be talking a lot about operational stuff, how to deal with customers, how to make sure you're charging enough, how to take phone calls, how to, you know, all that stuff, how to manage staff, how to do all of that. So he's an absolute jet as well. So I'm looking forward for you to meet, meeting those people and having them help you out throughout the year. So, oh, fuck. I think I just did that in one breath. Well, that's, you know, it's all the swimming I used to do. I was able to hold my breath for real long. <laughs> all right. So, Ben, you free to chat? How are you, Ben? Not too bad. Just gonna, I'm just going to go through a few people and say hi before we jump into our breakout groups. So, uh, what's your number one challenge at the moment, Ben? Finding those quality customers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I've just started up in the last six months and I've sort of started right at the bottom. Yeah. And I'm trying to sift through all the crap and and get that done quality. Yeah. Basically, that's my yeah. biggest challenge. So you're just at startup stage as well, which is pretty hard. Like, if, What sort of demographic do you live in, do you reckon, in terms of where you live? Um, it's... It's a big gap. It's yeah. So Townsville is a bit of a um, mining town, and yep. resources are down. So every man and his dog. You know, oh. I've either started an electrical contracting business or a plumbing business in town. Um, but yeah, so there's a gap between people that don't have money and people that do, and it's um I'm fairly new to Townsville, and I'm just sort of trying to find my feet and find out which areas are best. Yeah. That sort of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. So ask around, man, and just find out where they are good uh, because you might want to look at, for you, in your specific situation where it's a small, and all of you guys are in smaller towns, you want to be getting, and I'm not saying that Townsville is a small town or anything, but um, the, you get out to your, like any business networking group, so that's, there's a bunch of different networking um, opportunities for you. So just look around to where you can go, where you can start to meet and network because that's probably the best way to get work within that sort of stuff. 
if you don't want to go into like a full blown social media style um, thing, which takes yeah. a lot of effort. So for you, yeah. it just needs a lot of quality clients. Quality clients yeah. are going to be investing in themselves. So that's yeah. where those sort of groups can work really well. So just maybe. Yeah. Right away. yeah. Cool, man. I'm going to jump to the next person. Thanks for sharing that. No worries. Hey, Damien. How you going? Good, how are you? Good, mate. So what's your number one challenge at the moment? Um, yeah, just like Ben, you know, just getting those quality customers. Um, yeah, it's a bit hard sometimes. I don't know, it's, maybe it could be me, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'm usually pretty confident when I'm going to the job and then quoting the job. But, um, yeah, you always seem to get the, the customers, oh, I'll think about it next time, you know. So Yeah. So, yeah, you know, just trying to make that sale, you know, like this, I set myself a goal for last year, you know, I've achieved that. Um, so, you know, yeah. my new goal for this year is to get more work and obviously quality work, you know, I've got rid of the shipbuilders. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of good builders now, you know, they, they pay me on time and they, they look after me and, and yeah, I'm really, I'm really in a good place right now. So it's looking good for 2019. Awesome, man. Well, my quick tip to you then, if you've got those good builders in, in place, Ask them if they know other good builders that... Yeah, well, that, that was my next step now. Um, when I do meet up with them, I'm still on holiday, so I'll go back next week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my next goal, is to ask me if they do have any other bills, which I know that they do, and they've spoken about it. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's my goal. To take an authoritative stance in that as well. So when they say, yeah, grab their number off them, and then you... Yeah. Behalf rather than them going and say, Yeah, I'll talk to them for you. You know that one? Yeah. That's a follow up. Yeah. So yeah. Give yeah. me the number now and can you yeah. just phone and give it to me? And then you can yeah. call them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that and good luck. Thanks. All right, I'm just going to go to one more person. Blake, how's it going, man? Can you hear me? Yep, and I've just done something on my screen. One second. Oh, very good. I can hear you, can't see you yet. No? Not your fault. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, How's it man? Done? Good, man. Yourself? Yeah, going well. That's so good. What's your challenge? All right. Um, just for those who don't know, I've just been in, with the platform just for a couple of days now. Uh, so fairly new. Um, trying to implement obviously the whole shopping list pricing system into it. Number one challenge would probably be for those, I guess, from word of mouth that know me. Um, obviously, if I want to put my shopping list pricing system, it's my pricing right now, I guess, fluctuates from customer and client to client. Um, now, to have like a set sort of price and implement that yeah. all around is going to be a big thing. Um, to sort of put across the board and, you know, for example, if someone that knows me as a cheap guy, whereas another person that doesn't know me at all, it's going to be like, well, you know, yeah, you said yeah. one thing, whereas now this guy's telling me another. Yeah. And the thing about, the thing about that, if, if people, if you build a reputation as the cheap guy, then you're going to get so stuck. Like I've worked with people who their whole client, they had hundreds of clients and they all went to him because he was cheap. And as soon as he tries to put his price up, they don't want to work for him anymore. That's the reason they went there. So it's 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 really important that we you know phase those people out and get the new ones in. 
where you're charging a lot yeah, more. Yeah. So, if you've got, so that's obviously part of the challenge in that, you know, now I need to sort of, like I said, phase out the people, the ones that aren't obviously willing to pay for my quality um, and just start, yes, you know, branching out and getting a bit more of a name out there. Yeah, good on you, man. No, just, um, I've left the Christmas mastermind on there, guys. I, I said I was only going to leave it on there for a week. I recommend going back and watching that one because we talked about why you should put your price up to over $120 an hour in your shopping and spicing system. I won't go into it now, but it's fucking important if you want to get up here. So we will, we will in the next couple of weeks talk about it again. But yeah, if you want to jump in, if you're doing that now, that might be a video you want to listen to. Yeah, no, 100%. Cool. Thanks, man. Cheers. All right. We've got time for probably a couple more people. Uh, right, okay. How are you going? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having me. So what's your number one challenge at the moment? So um, we've been in a business for a year and yeah. um, last financial year, we, I mean, beginning of this financial year, we've decided that we'll go for big, um, change our structure to company. And um, first year we've just pretty much done our business not knowing where we're going. Yeah. And luckily when we sat down with our bookkeeper, um, we were doing okay. And um, they said that, I think you'll be able to afford apprentice and which my husband's been asking for. So we put our apprentice on and it's been about a week, but I, like, I'm trying to figure out how, like some jobs that the mainly we do 80% of our job is domestic yeah. service and maintenance is our main focus at the moment. That some of the jobs that we attend, um, it, we can't justify having two guys on. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how, so that we don't have like, how can we um, maximize our benefit so that we're not losing? Because at the moment, last week we did not like we lost. Yeah. And I'm stressing a little bit over that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually. Um, I wish you talked to me about it before you hired an apprentice and I don't want to make you feel bad about it, but in that sort of situation, it's sometimes better to put on a tradesman and just knuckle down and put on a tradie because when you've got one tradesman out there, sole trader, and you put on another tradesman, you now have 100% extra capacity. So now you've gone from 40 to 80 hours if you're doing a standard week that you can charge for. Right, so even if you say if tradesman who's a business owner hands over all his work to the other guy, then he's left with zero work, which means you can work on following up quotes, doing invoices, doing more quotes, sourcing work. Now and then, as the work builds up, this business owner tradesman starts to go back out in the field, doing 10, 20 hours, and then maybe at 20 hours you think about putting on another tradesman with an apprentice. Like you said, you've, you, that apprentice has to be with you the whole time. And if they're a first year, they know nothing. So you're spending extra time teaching them how to walk to the van, teaching them how to lift a cable drum, 
teaching them how to open the pliers. Oh, oh, by the way, how hard was it when you first ever stripped cable? Remember that? Did everyone else struggle with that? <laughs> but yeah, no, there's things like that. You can't even strip cable when you first start. So um, it is a it is a bigger cost than it looks like. You see it, you know, it's eight nine dollars an hour or whatever. But in actual fact, when you take into account the tradesman's time that is yeah. like you're not getting billable time, like billable hours on the books, mm -hmm. then it actually ends up being quite expensive to have an apprentice on. So yeah. what we can do now that you've got an apprentice is probably put your hourly rate up, I'd say, because... So you that, that was one of the things that, like I've been listening to a lot of your video and I've, I've heard you saying it, now looking at P&L, like it makes sense, like it totally makes sense, but there's a guys out here, so we're based in Cairns, and there's guys out there, they do $66, which we know that they're not making any money. They'll be yeah. running themselves short. Yeah. Uh, base, I think the average rate at the moment is 88, uh, like 70, 77, 88, and the highest I've seen is 120, but that's just a call out fee and $105 an hour yeah. rate. Yeah. So you will be, you'll be the unknown because no one will know what you charge, but in your builds, it will be at 120 or 130 or 150 thousand dollars an hour yeah probably won't get any work at that one but like but you need to be you need to measure you need to put your hourly rate up in your builds start delivering it it's like this is how much it is and if you keep getting the work keep putting it up like you get it to the point where it's it's starting to met like when you start losing a lot more jobs oh, wow that's expensive like people are going to say that all the time when everyone says that that's when you've gone too far when no one says that, you're way too cheap. Uh, but the, the, the likelihood is that even if you were 20 bucks an hour, someone will say that's expensive. There's someone out there, you know, like it's gonna always say it's expensive. So, especially if you add the cost of materials in, I'll just think, oh, I just wasn't thinking it was that much. So what you need to do is just believe in the system that I've tested with hundreds of contractors and see it in action because when you start to do it and you see it happening for you and you're like wow i'm still winning the work and actually i'm converting more now as a result because you, you're delivering the price with confidence now rather than oh it's going to take me about an hour and a half to do that and then maybe 30 minutes for this and so yeah we'll end up being this much because we charge this much an hour like that sounds so crap so when you can say, what did you want? PowerPoint, new ceiling fan. Yeah, cool. So PowerPoint's this much, ceiling fan's this much, we chose this much for a call out. We've got availability tomorrow, one more spot. Did you want to book that in? Boom, straight off the price, onto booking it in, they'll book it in, and then you're like, sweet. Okay. okay? But yeah. I know, I, I feel you, I felt the same when I put my prices up and it's nerve-wracking because you feel like you're going to lose all this work. But it's not until you start testing it and you realise, hold on a second, I'm getting more work now. What's with that? Yeah. yeah. So, and it's all in the delivery. So make sure when you do deliver your price, you're jumping straight onto the schedule. 
So you list out your prices, jump onto the schedule, or another question about the job. Okay. Alrighty. Gotcha. But hey, you've got the apprentice now. Don't feel like, oh my God, we've stuffed up. Like you haven't. But what we do need to do is make sure you can afford him, and yeah. still make profit, and to the point that you still make a lot more profit to the point where you're going to be able to hire a tradesman in a couple of months to be able to combat that. All right? Because yeah. you will need an apprentice at some point. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. But what we do have to do is make sure you're making enough profit by putting up that hourly rate so that you can um, put on a tradesman soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Thank but we'll cover, we'll cover on all of that stuff as we're moving forward as well. All right, guys. Thanks for sharing. Everyone I was have a quick chat with. We'll do that every single week. I'm picking at random. Um, and what we're going to do now, don't leave now. We're going to go into these breakout rooms. What I want you to do in this breakout room is talk about your number one challenge with your partner. And then after you talk about your number one challenge, exchange numbers and say what you want to achieve in the next two weeks. Homework from me is to go and do that reverse one year reverse journal entry from the date you write it. So you, you're thinking back on the past, you're putting it all in there, because next week, uh, sorry, next fortnight when we do our next session, we're gonna be talking about Asana again and how to set it up. So if you haven't done it yet, go and do that Asana course, and we're gonna be talking about how to really make the most and get super organized with Asana. So thank you guys, I'll be popping in, I'll probably won't get into every group, but if you can, Stay tuned. I'll try and get into as many groups as possible and have a chat to you. See you at the end. Okay. Here we go. How many in there? Just hold a sec. Uh.